A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello, Hello babies. babies! Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. And this is the 10-year anniversary of this podcast? Oh my god, that's <laughs> so many years! We're so old! <laughs> <laughs> well, we started this podcast when we were 13, so... <laughs> <laughs> yep, and it was illegal for all of you to listen to it, you creeps. <laughs> I'm sending every one of you to horny jail. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't have a podcast when I was 13. Oh my God, I'm not. I wish I had a podcast when I was 13 that I, because I feel like that, <laughs> I, I'm really glad I didn't have a podcast when I was like 19. That mm. would be too embarrassing to listen to, but I think 13, that was a bad year. 13 yeah. would be funny. 13 would be, it's enough distance has, there's enough distance between me and who I was at 13. Yeah, I, I wish I'd had a podcast when I was like eight. I think that would have been a really great podcast. Oh, that podcast. would have been ideal. God. It would be similar to how I am now. I mean, it would have been entirely about horses. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. I'm still mad about the fact that like, I know at one point me and my friend Lindsay recorded an entire album of improvised songs. <gasps> on a cassette tape in my parents' basement that was mostly just like us looking around in the room and singing about things we saw. There were a f <laughs> there were a couple different um it's different like one on fun the musical. <laughs> yeah. I I only remember singing I've got a lizard on a wire cuz we had this foam lizard that was on a wire that you could like you know move around. And there were a lot of songs about the lizard on that album. <laughs> but I'm still mad that that tape is gone. I want yeah. it so bad. What happened to it? Who knows? Oh. Who knows? And this type of regret is what makes me a hoarder. <laughs> I hope it ended up in some kind of capsule that can be discovered by future societies. Yeah, I think probably NASA got a hold of it and shot it into space as a representative for... I think so they were like this is perfect this is the thing we've been looking for <laughs> this says everything you need to know about human society mm -hmm. <laughs> oh boy um well yeah i mean i wonder when i'll feel comfortable listening to some of our old episodes maybe i should start doing it i've tried um <laughs> uh i mean i bizarrely listen to our new episodes as they come out i um, like that just really strange because it's like listening back to a conversation we just had several days before. Um, mm -hmm. But I enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, make the podcast you would like to listen to in the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to imagine a podcast more tailored to your interests than the one where you talk about your interests. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have trouble listening to episodes that are like years old. Yeah. Because you're just, just like, you stupid idiot. You know, don't even just, know what's about to happen. I know, you little fool. Um, I'm just like very hard on myself. I'm like, oh, why didn't I like make a joke there? Why didn't I stop talking there? <laughs> yeah. For Shut me, the usually fuck when up. I listen, I'm like, how come I didn't hear the joke Lisa made? And it's because I was in my own head. Oh, my God. I'm always in my own head. I'm like thinking of what I'm going to say next. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's a lot easier to listen to a podcast when you're not on it. Yeah. I gotta is say, that a, it, it, is that an observation that's worth anything or is that just nothing? <laughs> it does require a lot of like multitasking. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's easier to, <laughs> to passively listen and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what we do is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> we should get paid a million dollars. <laughs> Did we plan anything special for our 10-year anniversary? Well, drum roll, please. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just another basic episode. Yeah. I honestly only knew, only realized it was because I have it on my Google calendar. I thought it had already happened last year. I didn't realize this was 10. Yeah. Last year was our nine year, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, it's really weird to think of 2012 as 10 years ago. God, this is just the most classic old person shit to talk about. I feel <laughs> a million years old. It's just yeah. so, but it is, but it is. I'm like, <laughs> this. I just got a new electric toothbrush. <laughs> oh my and god! Congratulations. Because like, <laughs> my old one, I was like, it's not holding a charge anymore, and I don't know, like, if it's oh, that's annoying. If I can fix it, and I was just like. In a moment, just like, you know what? I've had this thing for a really long time. Maybe I just get a new one instead of trying to fix it, which is probably not a good thing. But I was just like, I didn't You're see left. how to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like trying to figure out how old I, how long I'd had it for. And I think I've had it for at least eight years. Oh, wow. Which it's almost I as guess old isn't as that long. But it was, uh, yeah, it was weird to be like, oh, yeah, like I don't have a record of when I bought it, but I have a record of buying replacement brushes in 2014. And that feels like yesterday. I'm so um, surprised and delighted when I have an item that actually lasts a long time these days. Like, I just feel like things are generally not made well. So, yeah. like, I have this suitcase that I've been using since, like, 2014, and it still hasn't had a busted Ooh. zipper or anything. And I'm just like, this is a fine, fine product. That's great. It's a, it's a Tom Bin bag. It's amazing. Is it's this a duffel. an endorse horse? This is actually okay, an endorse horse. Okay, it's time horse. for endorse horse. Baby geniuses endorse, letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset, now here's something we endorse. Okay, I want a I want a nice clean endorse horse from you on this, Lisa. I want it really clean, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you so clean. I endorse the Tom Bin duffel bags. This is I think the one I have is their largest one. It is incredible. It can you, I can put anything in there. It's like a magic bag. It it just it's like a Mary anything a it. Mary Poppins. It is, and it. You can carry more in it than in a hard-sided suitcase. Um, it is heavy, and sometimes it hurts to lug it around. You know, I can't, like, wheel it around, so that sucks sometimes when it's super packed. But um, it's just, like, such a well-made item. I, I really – it was a I, little expensive, and I really feel like it paid off. It paid off because you haven't had to replace it. Never. I've never had to repair it. It's just – it's good on them. Nice. Last night I was talking to Adam and uh, he was like, I love Tom Bin products. I have so many. And then he started to slowly list them. And I was like, let me stop you right there. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I, I was like, that sounds like a nice way to fall asleep. Just someone's <laughs> listing a bunch of bags. I know. The reason I stopped him is I wasn't ready to fall asleep yet. Um, uh, but he has eight different things from Tom Bin. That's how oh, much wow. we love this company. How is that spelled? Uh, T-O-M, as in Tom, and then Bin is B-I-H-N. Oh, okay. That was a surprise to me. Tom Bin, let me double check that, actually. And it's two words? Yes. Okay. B-I-H-N. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So it's Great. a guy. His name is Tom Bin. His name's Tom, and I love him. No, yeah. I don't know if there's actually a guy. <laughs> I haven't looked into it at all. Um, I have an endorse horse, and it is for the show This Fool on Hulu. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. I just watched the pilot. I was delighted. It's so good. And Frankie Quinones is one of the two stars. Chris Estrada created it with uh, Jake Weissman and Matt Ingebretson, friends of the show. And they and made uh, Corporate, which is they, Yeah, they made Corporate. Also very, and they also like executive produced this. And, and Pat Bishop also. Um, and... Um, Chris Estrada and Frankie Quinones star in it. And Frankie Quinones is someone I've known for like, you know, maybe 15 years um, just as part of like the San Francisco comedy scene. And it's just so cool to see him shining in this way. You know what He's I mean? Great. Where it's just like someone who so deserves it and has been working so hard for so long and like he's just having a great year and I'm so happy for him and he's so funny in it. And um it's really funny. Like I was laughing a lot. Like just that um first moment where he's trying to pull out of his driveway and then he doesn't <laughs> want to like have a confrontation. So he drives across several other lawns to get out. <laughs> yeah. So just like it made me laugh so hard. It was such a wonderful character moment. Yeah, like a laugh out loud moment for both me and Peter when we were watching it. I was, it's just so good. Um, so that's, I think it's all on Hulu now. Um, Yay. Yeah, yeah. So 
that is my endorse horse for this week. And I remember watching it being like, this is my endorse horse. <laughs> I had one other endorse horse. This is the one I actually meant to endorse this week before the suitcase thing. Oh, yeah. Just came up impulsively. Um, I want to endorse Science News Magazine. Uh, oh. Adam's sister, Emily, is a senior writer there. And so we have a subscription. And, you know, like most of the magazines I get, I tend to ignore them and they pile up. Um, but I been reading it lately and it just is very comforting because you know lately it feels like the world is falling apart um but then i read this magazine and it just has like so many it's it's just nice there are all these people who care about really specific stuff and they're observing it and the world around us is like still very strange and beautiful and there's things like like i learned that there's a little frog or toad called the pumpkin toadlet and it's like a really bad jumper <laughs> <laughs> and so they were studying why it's such a bad jumper. Um, and then there was an article about how dolphins use coral as like an antibacterial loofah and they like rub up against coral. Um, and there's just a lot of incredibly weird specific stuff. But then there's a lot of political stuff. Like they'll have a great article about abortion and like what is actually the science behind it. And, you know, when is a fetus like viable or whatever. And then, you know, they have a lot of stuff about global warming, which is a bummer, oh, but it's wow. nice to see it through this lens of like people who really care and actually are knowledgeable. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. It's been making me feel better. <laughs> I feel like I want to find it because I didn't plan on talking about this, but um, I feel like there someone's linked me to a story that was really cool about the potential for like for replanting these trees. Ooh. I'm not going to I'm not going to par- paraphrase it and be bad. <laughs> 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 oh, I just need to find it and then and then talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it until I find it. Um, OK, but it sounds promising. <laughs> yes, um, I will find it and I will talk about it maybe when we take a, a break or something. Um, yeah. What else has been going on? <laughs> oh, um, speaking of trees, um, I had to take Annie to the animal hospital last week, and I had to go to that hospital where you park, and there's just trees where birds eat oh, the leaves, the- and then they shit all over your car. With the, the, the roosting cranes, yes. The roosting cranes. And I didn't remember that that's what that was until I had been sitting in my car for five minutes with her because they, they, <laughs> they don't have a waiting room anymore. Yeah. Um, here, I'll start from the beginning. She, I was walking her and she started to limp and I was like, oh, well, maybe she'll walk out of it. I don't know what it is. I checked her paws. I couldn't find anything. And then a few minutes later, she started to hyperventilate and then she barfed and then she straight up passed out. And her whole body went limp. And I thought she died. <laughs> oh, it was like no. so upsetting. And so That's I grabbed. so terrifying. It was terrifying. So and a, a similar thing had happened to my first dog and he did die. So I was kind of like traumatized. And I, I picked her up and I, car- I ran with her to my car, threw her in the back, drove to the hospital. I was there within 10 minutes, like just totally thought she was dying. Luckily, by the time I got there, she started to perk up because um. When you get there, you can't like take the animals in yourself and you there's no waiting room. You just have to sit in your car and wait for someone to come out and get them, which sucks. So I was sitting, I, I crawled into the back of the car with her and I was sitting with her. Um, and then I heard this like splatting. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh no. no, this is the spot. My car is getting wrecked right now. Um, and within five minutes, the whole thing was just completely plastered with bird shit. Oh, God. <laughs> it didn't take long at all. And so I, I quickly, like, like by then another parking spot opened up that wasn't under a tree, so I moved. Um, but, yeah, I had to, I had to oh, wash God. the car. Um, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I my was, God. I scrubbed it off in uh, my driveway. Um, and Annie was fine. I, uh, it turned oh, out it was just, like, a bee sting, and she had this, like, anaphylactic, like, overreaction to it. And, yeah, it's crazy. It was so I'm scary. so glad she's okay. It's so sc- Alan's gotten stung by a bee before, and it's just like so scary because they're so confused and they can't tell you. And yeah, yeah. And I I didn't know this was a thing to just like for them to completely like shut down. Um, but then the, I've been talking to lots of friends who had this happen, and yeah, it's just really alarming. <laughs> oh God. Um. Oh, well, I'm really glad she's okay, and I'm really glad you got to experience 
just like a quintessential experience of of Los Angeles. It really is. Veterinary care. <laughs> it is. It's like one of the wonderful things our city has to offer. It's a world class city. <laughs> what can you do oh, here? Um, you can you can hike to the Griffith Observatory or you can go to this bird shit <laughs> tree. That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh my god. Um I'm trying to think of anything else that's been going on with me. Very oh, little. Very little has go- is going on. I'm like, should I look at my calendar and, and see what's been happening? <laughs> uh, no, not not a lot has been going on. Um, we are editing that short film that I shot, and I'm really happy yeah. with it. So that's really exciting. And I do not have any neighborhood updates, unfortunately. I don't think anything's really going on. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't have. Sh- I don't have shit to talk about. <laughs> That's fine. My final monarchs are gone. I think oh, I told gone. you that. Yeah, my last the one. Season it is hashed. over. The like the sick one that I thought was sick. I don't think was sick. I think it is fine. And it. Um, oh, good. Yeah, it has been released. Um, I'm very excited that the uh, recall effort of. Yeah, Los Angeles DA Gascon has failed because he uh, is doing a really good job. <laughs> the people involved in that, I'm just like, get a life, like, get a life. Focus that amount of energy on something worthwhile to society. <laughs> 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 like, that's a lot of energy to spend. Yeah. Um, um I, I yeah. finished Love Island UK. That was very exciting for me. Um, yeah, I I, I, I did know. have a thought about, you know, we, we talk a lot about how getting involved in local politics is a great thing to do. And I um, thought maybe we should offer like a first step, which is I think if your city has districts, find out which one you're in. Um, That's a I- great that is a great suggestion. I talk to so many people who are very either like they feel very ashamed that they don't know what their city district is. And I think it's it's purposely difficult to figure it out because the the borders often change. Um, like, you know, my I'm in CD4 in L.A. and the, the district actually changed recently. So it now represents a different area. Um, luckily, I'm still in it. But it's like, you know, they just do stuff like that. And it makes it hard to kind of keep up, um, you know, if you're busy. But I think, yeah, find out which district you're in and find out which council member represents your district. And then just look into what their deal is. Like, do you like them or do they suck ass? Like, are they, <laughs> you know, fixing up stuff in your district? Because like, they can have a huge impact on your surroundings. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it is so it's I have been trying to like I was trying to find out what district, you know, one of my friends was in because I was like, oh, there's someone cool running in your district, I think. And yeah. the maps are really hard to figure out also because it's like just not a well fund like that map site is just like not a well funded part of the government. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Um, it should be super easy to know and it, who your local council member is. And it's not. And that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, that is a really good first step and to then do some research on like what people are saying about them and what's going on. Um, anyway. Anyway. Oh, we have a new listener profile. Ooh, let's hear it. Uh, hello, babies. I just started listening maybe a week ago and I started with the most recent episode, Cynthia, Gabba Girl. From there, I worked my way backward. It's been kind of fucked up because I know what happens to Emily's caterpillars, and I'm now listening to how excited (laughs) she is about her babies in earlier episodes. I know they're going to be murdered, and there's nothing I can do to warn her. (laughs) I I mean, I think think this listener might be listening to an episode that is my caterpillars that do survive. Yeah, this is from, like, a few back. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I love the show because it sounds like I'm eavesdropping on a restaurant conversation between two women with lives adjacent to mine, but much cooler. Your ear hustling creeper, Maddie. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys, you can send um, new listener profiles to babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Um, should we do chunch chat? Yeah. Okay, it's time for Chunch Chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's Pony, 
Banchunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch. Fine wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch. Banchunch. Um, so I have no new Ben Chunch news. I think, you know, Martha had a birthday recently, um, according to her Instagram, and she posted in her stories some birthday presents that she received. And one of them was just like a whole pile of Bic lighters uh, <laughs> that all feature her pets on them. <gasps> what? Yeah. So each Bic lighter has a different pet on it. Um, and Ben Chunch is not on here. Uh, huh. Two of her Frisians are on here, Hilka and Renz, and then there's Blackie, her cat, Bede Noir, her French bulldog, Creme Brulee, her other French bulldog, JJ and TJ, which are two of her five Sicilian donkeys, Emperor Han and Empress Quinn, who are her two chow chows. <clears throat> and those are all on Bic lighters. <laughs> I don't know what she's planning on doing with all of these. Do you think there was a, a chunch one and she just left it out of the picture to avoid being on the podcast? Yes. yes i 100 percent believe that that's what happened and that she is just trying to withhold pleasure from me specifically (laughs) and i'm turned on by it i'm i find it erotic um and then she also posted another instagram story with another birthday present and it's just a upper arm blood pressure monitor (laughs) it's extremely unsexy oh my (laughs) god kind of strange that she um posted it I take it back. I don't feel old anymore. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um, does that conclude Chunch Chat? Yeah. All right. That concludes Chunch Chat. We will be right back with One on Fun. One on before we do one on fun, I'm going to read you a little bit of the Twitter thread that I found that I was sort of mentioned before. It's about chestnut trees. Mm. Um, and someone linked me to it because they know I love plants. And I'm just going to read you part of it. I won't read all of it. You should look into it if it's interesting to you. But someone said, uh, looking for hope in this broken, environmentally ravaged world. Well, yes, I am. Let me tell you the story <laughs> of the great American chestnut. 150 years ago, the chestnut was the keystone species of the Eastern American forest, making up over a quarter of the trees. Chestnuts were called redwoods of the east due to their massive size, creating a high canopy in the Appalachian forest. The chestnut was a miracle tree. Its wood was fast-growing, rot-resistant, and excellent for building. It even had the unique ability to regenerate. Cut trees would regrow and be ready to harvest after only 20 years. And chestnuts themselves were an amazing and abundant food source for people and wildlife. The people of Appalachia would fatten their hogs on chestnuts from the forest floor and sell chestnuts by the train car to the big Mm. coastal cities. Fatten their hogs on chestnuts. (laughs) (laughs) That's how chestnuts roasting on an open fire became a thing. But then a deadly fungus arrived on imported Japanese chestnuts. Most tree species were able to fight it off, but it was the great American chestnuts kryptonite. Four billion chestnut trees ultimately succumbed to the blight, hitting Appalachia at the same time as the Great Depression. Yeah. Um, From my experience growing up in eastern Kentucky, it was clear the economy never bounced back and came to be dominated by the coal industry. Today, hundreds of millions of American chestnuts still survive in the wild, but their lives are stunted and bleak. Most don't make it past the age of 10 before the fungus finally gets them. But there is hope. After decades of failed attempts at conquering the fungus through hybridization, we figured out how to give the chestnut a single blight-fighting gene from wheat that's also naturally present in strawberries and bananas. Today, some of the very first chestnut saplings incorporating this new gene are growing by the ocean in Cape Elizabeth, Maine. The oldest ones are just over a year old. That orchard is the vision of at UNE tweets ecology professor Tom Clack, who likes to say that if you could bring back that if you could bring back a single species to the eastern forests, it would be the great American chestnut, hands down. Tom's also wow. just a great guy. 
Right now, this project is being closely monitored by multiple government agencies, the EPA, the FDA, USDA, who all need to deem the transgenic chestnut safe before we can start spreading its pollen nationwide. Talks with regulatory agencies have been positive and completely unprecedented. The new chestnut would be the first species to be genetically modified for ecological reasons and the first GMO without patent or patent or corporate ownership. It will belong to all of us. After approval, the restoration project will take decades of effort from volunteers. We will be saving the great American chestnut so our grandchildren can play under its branches. Please visit the American Chestnut Foundation at American Chest <laughs> if you would like to get involved. Um, so That's great. And you can call your local congressperson to urge for swift regulatory approval. I guess I just read almost all of the thread, but I just think it's so interesting and it's so nice to hear a good story like that. Is that AmericanChest.com? Um, I think Wait, the no, website that goes, is... This, this goes to a handcrafted wood chest <laughs> no, store. No, on, on Twitter, it's at AmericanChest, but the website is ACF.org. Okay. ACF.org. I guess that's another endorse horse. But let's do one on fun. I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. Don't apologize. Um, okay, but on keeping with that theme, one on fun, Lisa, if you yes. could... Bring Ooh. back one extinct species of animal, I guess. Ooh. What would it be? There's this kind of like zebra. Uh, what's it called? It's called like a qua, qua something. That's just really cool. Wait, let me look it up. Extinct zebra. A quagga. Oh, Oh, I looked it up. And it looks like Junie. Um, it's just, <laughs> but as but as a zebra, <laughs> yeah, it's like half. It's kind of half stripey. Like only its neck is stripey, and then the rest of its body is kind of brown, like tawny colored. <gasps> um, oh my god! Oh yeah, it's spelled Q U A G G A, and I'm looking at a picture of it. And it's... this is just like if I had longer to think, I would come up with something that's more like just better for the planet to come back. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you have like a but smarter just, answer. If it's just to satisfy your wishes, I think that's a fine answer. Yeah, this is like my selfish, just like impulsive answer yeah. is that I like this kind of pony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What would you bring back? Oh, my goodness. Where to begin? Yeah. The dodo. The dodo would be interesting. I, I bet think- it's delicious. <laughs> I want to taste that delicious dodo meat. I want to bring the dodo back just so we can make it extinct again because it tastes so good. <laughs> I mean, if I could guarantee that we could just, like, kill it again right away, I would be very interested to bring back one of the dinosaurs to see what they actually looked like. Yeah. Because Did we Did they do have feathers not or know. not? Did they have feathers? Did, were they, like, much fatter than we depict them as? Like, were that's they warm-blooded? A, yeah. What Probably, did they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did they look like? Because I know what we how we depict them is basically wrong <laughs> but we just don't know um so let's yeah. bring them all back and have a park where people can visit oh and see God, them do that's you think such that's a good idea it's not a good idea <laughs> i think it's like like a safari park uh, there's yeah yeah great. i see no no downside to something like that <laughs> yeah okay emily yes do you subscribe to any physical magazines and what are they um I have been offered a free subscription to American Gardener magazine. And let Ooh. me tell you, I do not read it. <laughs> so you get it, but you don't open it? Or I get you... it, but I just like, I very rarely find myself in the mood to read it. Yeah. And the thing about me is I'm only really interested in like California, like Southern California native gardening now. Yeah. So, I mean, although, like, I do also get a lot of, like, seed catalogs, and I do like looking at those. Those are fun. I think catalogs, like, all, are almost count as a magazine. Do they count? <laughs> yeah. Not really. Not really. But... <laughs> but, yeah, I guess I don't subscribe to any other physical. I, I get, like, Emmy magazine because I'm in the oh, academy. Yeah, me too. That goes straight in the trash. Straight in the trash. <laughs> I Unless I, like, know someone I know is in it because they've posted about it on Instagram already. Then I'll look yeah, at yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. But it's mostly um, ads. Um, but even then, it's like I've already read that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
I love magazines. I usually ignore them, but then like once in a while, like I this week I've been catching up on my pile of magazines and I just love it. Like I, I hate newsletters. I love magazines. <laughs> I do I do subscribe to a lot of email newsletters, but they kind of stress me out. Yeah. I, they just I come just, too often. I rarely get to them. Yeah. I know. I have them like filter automatically into a different inbox. Yeah. Same. Oh, I love magazines. They're great. Um... Does that conclude One on Fun? Yeah. That concludes One on Fun. We will be right back with Wiki of the Week. Hi, everyone. I'm Anna McLeod. And I'm Alexis B. Preston. And we host a show called Comfort Creatures, the show for every animal lover, be it a creature of scales, six legs, fur, feathers, or fiction. Comfort Creatures is a show for people who prefer their friends to have paws instead of hands. Unless they are raccoon hands, that is okay. That is absolutely okay, yeah. Yes. Every Thursday, we will be talking to guests about their pets, learning about pets in history, art, and even fiction. Plus, we'll discover differences between pet ownership across the pond. It's going to be a hoot on Maximum Fun. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Dr. Sydney McElroy. That, that is true. It's important in this context because we host a medical history podcast called Sawbones. Oh, I thought we were going to. We shouldn't work on that. Sawbones. Sawbones isn't afraid to ask the hard-hitting questions. Like, are vaccines as safe and reliable as they want us to believe? Yes. Do I have to get a flu shot? Yes. Uh, okay. Is science a miracle? No. We have a lot of great history for you and a lot of laughs. And sometimes the history is so bad that there's no laughs. But you'll learn something, you'll feel something. And it's always sawbones. That's right. Every week on MaximumFun.org. Welcome. Okay, you don't you don't you don't have to ask me what magazines I like. It's fine. It's fine. Oh sorry, what magazines do you like, Lisa? What magazines do you like? I'm a little distracted. I was just going to make a joke that I subscribe to Car and Driver. And so maybe I should also subscribe to Horse and Rider because I don't yet. <laughs> and that also maybe there should be a magazine called Legs and Runner. <laughs> and that's all I had to say. Okay, we can do Wiki of the Week now. I'm honestly really glad that you interjected with that. <laughs> and I also think that there should be um, a Car and Passenger magazine. That's yeah. not about the driving experience. It's just about the passenger experience. <laughs> and it's 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 just several <laughs> articles about like I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Could you <laughs> could you drive slower? Could you stop braking so much? It's a lot about cup holders and <laughs> um, how the seats adjust and and like being able to control the radio even though you're not driving. Yeah, just like does the air conditioning sink on the passenger side of the car, and if so, is it possible to make it different? than the driver <laughs> it's all passenger advocacy and i, yeah. I like it <laughs> it's a great idea thank you i think there's gonna be a huge market for it i um, think so lisa who sent us this wikipedia page okay this one was sent to us by my brother um because and he didn't mean to submit it for the podcast but he was just like have you ever seen the wikipedia page for truck nuts it's really funny and so i was like okay i guess we'll do it on the I podcast. don't see what could be funny about this topic. <laughs> he just got a new truck, and so he was shopping for accessories for his truck, and he was like, truck nuts? Mm, maybe not. <laughs> uh, that's also going to be in um, Car and Passenger magazine. It's also going to be about, like, the stuff that you see on other cars. Yeah. Like, if you're a passenger and you get picked up in a truck and it has nuts, do you get in? <laughs> I mean, or it is depends this like, on, where, on where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it a red flag? Are you like, yeah, I don't know. But uh, if you're like, I need a ride to the rodeo, I guarantee this person's going. Yeah. <laughs> that could be good. <laughs> I guarantee it. Um, all right, truck nuts. Also spelled truck nuts with a Z. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Are vehicular vanity accessories resembling a dangling scrotum? I just want to say that was a good job that the person who wrote that sentence did. <laughs> they did a great job. They did a good job. I, I, it's a beautiful sentence. 
vehicular vanity accessories resembling a dangling scrotum. It's poetry. Poetry. Props. (laughs) I wish all Wikipedia pages could be written so eloquently. Yeah. Um, They are attached under the rear bumper or trailer hitch, making them plainly visible to other vehicles behind. (laughs) History. (laughs) Truck nuts began appearing in small numbers as custom-made scrotum sacks in the 1980s. The earliest known store-bought truck nuts appeared in the late 1990s, but remained limited in number. (laughs) (laughs) However, their popularity surged in the mid to late 2000s, and truck nuts became well-known throughout the United States, even featuring on national television shows. (laughs) A number of people claim to have invented the truck nuts industry, i.e. plastic store-bought truck nuts. David Hamm owner of yournuts.com with a z (laughs) with a z said he saw a pair of custom truck nuts at a rally in the late 80s and then in 1996 began manufacturing and selling plastic truck nuts commercially john d sallers owner of bullsballs.com says he was out driving his 4x4 off-road when someone yelled go ernie show him you got balls which inspired the idea and he began selling them in 2002 The two men sold truck nuts through the late 1990s and 2000s, competing both in the market and in private, exchanging angry phone calls and emails. (laughs) (laughs) What I would not give to see the record of that. Maybe maybe there is one and I should do more research. I would love to know more. And then also I'd love to see like a Consumer Reports article comparing and contrasting the nuts, which one is better, you know? This conflict escalated into public relations wars, social media conflicts, posts on review sites, blog attack posts, and finally to legal cease and desist orders. Vice News published an article about the feud titled Balls Out, The Weird Story of the Great Truck Nuts War. All right, I'm reading that. Yes, uh, bookmarked immediately. Um, (laughs) Uh, Wow. Obscenity versus free speech debates. (laughs) In 2007, Maryland legislator Leroy E. Myers Jr., uh, Leroy, Leroy, I don't know, proposed prohibiting motorists from, quote, displaying anything resembling or depicting, quote, anatomically (laughs) correct or, quote, less than completely and opaquely covered human or animal genitals, human buttocks or female breasts. He said fake testicles were, quote, vulgar and immoral and said his proposal (laughs) had been requested by an offended resident. In Virginia in 2008, Delegate Lionel Spruill proposed Bill HB 1452 to prohibit truck owners from displaying or otherwise equipping their vehicles with devices resembling human genitalia. In April 2008, the Florida Senate voted for a $60 fine for displaying truck nuts, but it did not pass the House. Yeah, no fucking (laughs) shit that didn't pass the House in Florida. (laughs) No fucking shit. Uh, That's so fucked up that it's like in Florida, it's like you you can't talk about being gay in schools, but you can put a scrotum on your car. Yeah. I can't show female nipples on an, (laughs) an adult cartoon. (laughs) <laughs> on, on linear but yeah. you could i could put naked scrotum on my car <laughs> oh my uh, god in 2011 a 65 year old south carolina woman was ticketed by the town's police chief for obscenity displaying truck nuts on her pickup the case originating in bonneau south carolina population approximately 480 that's small uh was pending jury trial on her 445 dollar traffic ticket The case was continued three times and no new trial date was set. According to the Above the Law legal analysis blog, the ban was discussed in the ABA journal and presents constitutional freedom of speech questions. Wow. Mm. I really wonder what would happen if this went to the Supreme Court today. Because on the one hand, like our current Supreme Court seems like their only like agenda is to just sort of capitulate to to MAGA Republicans. Yeah, who are probably the people buying these for the most yeah. part. Yeah. And but at the but same also, time it's they're like so puritanical. Yeah. Amy Coney Barrett would not be like, yay, truck nuts. Right? 
I don't know. I'm really I curious. Just, I, I'm curious. I'm really curious how this would how this would go. I wish it would because then it might show their um, hip- hypocrisy. Um, <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> the stated position of the Honolulu Police Department on obscene bumper stickers, as stated in 2013 by their city corporation council's office, is that mm. quote it may be tasteless, but it's protected as free speech. <laughs> Wow. Fascinating. Great. Fascinating. Um, I really am excited to read this article. Um, yeah, I do want to read it. It um it reminds me of the um two spice companies that are owned by one's owned by like a conservative sister, and then her liberal brother owns a competing spice company. Um it, his is Penzi's. I don't know what hers is called. Um, and they yeah, they like hate each other. Um <laughs> both sell spices. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I love uh, that's that's so funny. That's so funny. Um, I wish that there was another section of this for like spinoff other things because I know that there have been like you know there's got to be like truck butts now or like are there yeah are there like tits or a truck dick or like can can my car have titties? Um, (laughs) Have you have you done any like vanity accessorizing of your vehicle? No, because I lease. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can you can get stuff that's temporary, but yeah. Yeah, I guess I haven't really, like, thought about it too much. It seems like something I would do, right? I, I got sort of like a chromey, rainbowy license plate holder for mine. All right. Because I didn't, I didn't want to use the CarMax license plate holder because I'm, like, advertising CarMax. Yeah. Um, CarMax sucks. Um, <laughs> I also just scraped their decal <laughs> off the back of the car. <laughs> I hate that. Um, um, I've been wanting to put bumper stickers on my car, but I'm worried it'll like permanently, permanently damage. damage. It seems like magnets is a good, a good, um, compromise there. Oh yeah. I wonder if I can use it with a magnet. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 That's the ticket. Um, does that conclude wiki of the week? Yes. Okay. That concludes wiki <laughs> of the week. It's yes. time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? I learned that chestnut trees are making a comeback, baby. I hope so. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's cool. And I learned that um, we don't know who invented truck nuts. We don't is know. Is someone going to come forward and claim that title? Also, like... It is so disgusting to me that people were basically making their own before the plastic ones were available. Like, what? What were they what? making them? Well, I mean, I guess, were they just, like, carving them themselves? I'm just so cute. I want to see pictures of, like, very early truck nuts. Yeah. I want to see the DIY home-brewed truck nuts. Yeah. Um, so gross. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious about it. Um, do we have any other things to talk about before um, we go? I have not um, assembled the sleepwalk sleep talking stories. Um, I do think we have one new one at least. Um, yeah, we've gotten we've gotten a couple. I yeah, lazy. <laughs> um, I I'll just share one because we, you know this has been a slightly short show today. Uh, We're rewarding ourselves for ten years of hard work. Ten years of hard work, <laughs> taking a breather. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other night I was FaceTiming with my girlfriend in bed and started to doze off. She said something and I responded, yeah, it's like the FBI selling astronaut ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I was just awake enough to hear myself saying it and realize that it made no sense at all. I have no idea what I meant by it or what I thought I was responding to. <laughs> <laughs> On um, TikTok, I just, I've been tagged in these. Um, there's this guy who... His girlfriend will talk in her sleep when he like provokes her. Um, so there's a lot of videos of her doing that, and I can't oh tell God. if they're completely real or not. Uh-huh. You know, like I, it's hard to tell. I'm like, are these? I think they're probably real, just because it would be bizarre to fake something like that. But it's they're pretty strange. Okay, yeah, they're, I I like those. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you been watching anything on like? online that you like has there been online content that you've been enjoying lately what online content have i been enjoying um um 
Oh, I don't know. I'm like blanking. I mean, I've been I <laughs> I've been rewatching a lot of just Thirty Rock because <laughs> I'm stressed. Yeah. But like, uh, I'm I'm watching Nathan Fielder's new show. Oh my gosh, it's so good and so stressful. I'm really, really <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Really enjoying it. Um, Is it ethical? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I joined a new subreddit that's not very active, but I do think is really funny. Um, oh, what is it? Called I Didn't Have Eggs. And Is it people using substitutes? It is a lit. It's basically for people posting bad reviews of recipes online, but revealing in the reviews that they made unauthorized substitutions that would ruin the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> so are they like showing the results and they're terrible? Or it's just like they're like, I'm rating this like three stars because it didn't turn out well. But it's like, <laughs> but you ruined it. Or they'll give it five stars even though they completely changed the recipe. Um, oh, 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 oh. You know I what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are like, yeah, they're they're so, scoring the recipe, but they changed it completely. So why would they blame the original yeah, so recipe like, author? This person gave a three out three out of five stars uh, to. Um, I'm not sure what it was for, but here was the review: three out of five stars. I did make these, and they did rise, but I didn't have the soft. But I didn't have the soft tops that were shown. I didn't take all the steps needed. I mixed the dough and separated the dough balls immediately. I think I should have kneaded the dough like it told me, but the flavor was right. <laughs> they did rise. They were just hard on the top instead of just right. It's like, oh, yeah, you think you should have kneaded the dough when the recipe said to knead the dough? That's amazing. <laughs> it's just you did it completely wrong, you dummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love things like that. I want to go look it. that up. I love it so much. Um, <laughs> someone <laughs> said, uh, <laughs> this is a recipe for a salad, and the recipe does not call for buttermilk. And this person gave the recipe one star and said, I would like to make it, but the amount of buttermilk is missing from the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even try to make it. But you are convinced that there's supposed to be buttermilk in it. <laughs> Did they? Were they trying to review a different recipe and then they just? Uh, <laughs> what the hell? I don't. I don't know. What um, is happening? Yeah. Uh, someone said I didn't follow the explicit instructions. Like this is someone. Um, the instructions were to leave the Mexican crema in a warm place for it to thicken. And this person gave it one star. I really didn't like the taste from this. I set mine in the fridge overnight, so I don't know if that was the issue. But it stayed extremely watery and didn't set properly. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you didn't follow the rest. Anyway, it's a new subreddit that I think is fun. This is very funny because following recipes is kind of hard. Like, it does require a lot of, like, concentration and and <laughs> yeah, reading comprehension. And, like, I often, like forget and skip things or like I'll forget to buy like ingredients at the grocery store that I should have bought for the recipe like this happens all the time but I would not blame <laughs> the I would author. not blame I mean that's the thing is it's like I I I pour no shame on someone who fails to successfully follow a recipe no but when so you hard. go but when you give the recipe a bad review because yes. you did it wrong you lack the necessary humility to be a good cook <laughs> Yeah, and like you're just you're lashing out at other people for an internal personal problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very funny. Yeah. Anyway. And this um, reminds me of how a lot of people are online about TV shows that they enjoy, but I won't say more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it also reminds me of how many people have been giving like scented candles bad reviews in co with covid where they're like this scented candle has no smell oh my god it's just like the number of reviews that have happened where it's just like you have covid oh bitch, no you have covid <laughs> bitch you have covid oh my god anyway um, how are we doing on covid lately i haven't checked are we uh, it's is so it bad right hard now? to keep track of i <laughs> is mean it really bad i've been ignoring the news completely i took the um my iPhone had a widget that showed me news headlines every time I opened it, basically, and I turned it off. And so now I read, you know, like I read the LA Times headlines every morning, but I just I'm not like blasted with news at all times. Yeah. Um, I couldn't stand it was so always such stupid news. Like, I mean, there would be like COVID stuff in there that would scare me. But then it'd also be like, I don't know, that thing like Jojo Siwa and Candace Cameron. Oh, Cam Candace Cameron were beefing. 
yeah, they're beefing. And then I actually like clicked the headline and read it. I'm so mad at them both now. <laughs> I'm so yeah. mad at them. <laughs> um, I so know I removed that. This- that. And the CDC recently was like, we give up, basically. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw that. Sucks. And then I, I like wasn't even sure how I felt about it. I was like, maybe this, I don't know, maybe this was the end goal, but also seems pretty bad for immunocompromised people. Seems yeah, pretty they bad. basically said, like, <clears throat> we we don't really care if we don't protect immunocompromised people. Most people yeah. are going to be fine and that's OK with us. And I think that that's really um Really bad. <laughs> um, that's that's sort of largely been their um, thing from the yeah. beginning, but uh, even more overtly now. And um, Rachel Walensky is now calling for the CDC to be re- reorganized, which I agree with. Um, oh, that's great because they bungled so much shit. Yeah. I want to say something that's just a mini rant right now about COVID. Just Let's hear because it. this is something that like I this is like a headline that I am seeing misinterpreted so much. Um, which is that, like, there have been a lot of reports that mask mandates do not work. And a lot of people have been interpreting these reports to mean that masks do not work. That is not what these reports say. That's incorrect. What these reports say is that the reason why mask mandates don't work is because no one is masking properly under them. Like, it is not effective because people are not wearing well-fitted, high-quality KN94 or higher masks, it's because mask mandates are being enforced in a way that means people can wear loose-fitting cloth masks, which are not effective. I don't want anyone to read those headlines and interpret it to mean masking doesn't work. Masking works if you do it properly. And I think that it's still really valuable to mask if you feel comfortable doing so in appropriate situations. I think masks are great and you should continue to wear them, but you should not bother with cloth masks. You should get some high quality masks and you should um, wear them well. They definitely work. They're not 100 percent, but they are a very effective uh, safety measure. And uh, I'm really annoyed when people say they don't work. It just seems like a willful misinterpreting of actual information. Um (laughs) Yeah. It makes me very, very upset when people say that. And I just want a moment on my soapbox to say that that's not what those those articles mean. And um, I'm, I'm I agree. I think it's it would be a really nice thing if people continued to use high quality masks. God, especially on airplanes uh, at the airport. God, just uh, they're so gross. It's so <laughs> frustrating. It's so frustrating. Anyway. Uh, anyway. that's all okay um thank you all so much for listening to us for 10 years if that's how long you've listened or for however long you've been listening we really 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 appreciate it and yeah we love you all thank you so much thank you so much it 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 really this podcast is my favorite thing that i do and i I love doing it with you lisa (laughs) it's it's such a nice thing and it's nice to hear from you all when we put this out in the world and just to remember that there is something special about sharing our point of view every now and then. Yeah, it is nice. I love doing it with you. I love like save it, saving up little tidbits of things I can I can tell my friend Emily about and then make yes. other people hear us talk yes. about it. I love it. Um, it's great. Thank you to our producer, Rob Para. Yay, Rob. The, the goat. Thank you, Rob. Uh, thank you for our music, Nate Heller. Yeah. Um, thank you to our listeners. Thank you to Maximum Fun. Thank you to Lisa. Thank you uh. to me. Uh, <laughs> you can email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. And, and goodbye. goodbye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.